0: down to the nub podcast the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times with industry leaders cigar giveaways interviews and more here are your hosts cigar show tim and brandon cigar mechanic wells let's get it started what's going on everybody welcome to down to the nub episode 32 if you are brand new to down to the nub, thank you so much for checking us out. If you are already subscribed to us, thank you for doing that. If you listen on podcasts, make sure you go to anchor.fm slash down to the nub, leave us a message. How did you find us? How did you hear about us? And we'd love to throw that into one of the upcoming episodes, but, uh, yeah, we've, we've, uh, got an episode this week, Brandon, that I know it, we're, we've got some information on that a lot of people have been discussing, but, uh, I we both sort of collectively agree that it, it's maybe off base sort of the perspective in their opinion that they have. But before we get into all that, how are you doing this week?
1: Dude, I'm doing excellent. And before we even get into anything else, if you're brand new to this channel and brand new to YouTube, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. Like this video because you're going to love it, but they don't have that as an option. So just go ahead and like it. Uh, and then ring that little bell because it does something to tell you about something or another. I think it lets you know when we have an episode or something. I don't know. Uh, there you go. Tim knows all that stuff. I don't. But uh, make sure you're subscribed to the channel, guys. Uh, help us out. We really appreciate it very much. Um, dude, I'm doing amazing, brother. I, I just, I, I say every week, I mean, I'm blessed. I'm absolutely blessed. And I just, I, I, I have really, I really have no room to complain. I mean, I can complain about all the cars breaking down. I can complain about house repairs, my AC going out you know, all that kind of stuff. But you know what? At the end of the day, I have an air conditioning to go out. I have cars to break down. I have the tools to fix all this stuff. Uh, We, you know, when the AC went out, we climbed up on the roof. I called a buddy that's an expert and I said, Hey, I have an idea what it is. Come take a look at it. Let's get it fixed. And he came right over, uh, dropped everything with his family. He said, I know you would do the same thing for me. Nice. Came over, we got the thing fixed, dude. And uh, we were over 90 degrees in the house. Uh, by the time my wife got home and i had no idea she's like the ac's out I was like oh crap there's <laughs> over 90 degrees in the house bro so yeah uh but within within a short period of time we had it working and and thank god it was a minor repair because it's an older ac unit dude. i think it's like 16 years old at this point oh yeah so it's uh it's getting near time to replace it but i'm gonna do it right i'm ripping out all the ceilings in my house i'm changing all the ducting i'm changing everything in this place and so it's not like i'm just Putting a new AC unit on the roof, man. I am gutting everything and replacing the entire system and making wow. it more efficient. So I just Good. need a little bit more time. Just get me through the summer so I can feel comfortable climbing through this 973,264 degree
0: attic. <laughs> uh, wait, but- wait. 64. I thought it was like 68. You've come down a couple degrees. <laughs>
1: yeah we had some monsoons blow through man it brought us down to a nice brisk 107 out here and uh, so that brings your freaking attic temperature up to like a nice you know nine million seven hundred and twenty three thousand two hundred and sixty four degrees but I had a fan in there so it brought it down to about nine hundred thousand approximately
0: degrees oh. well good the, the fans are good then it's it's doing its job you've you've you know gotten your return on that investment. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Isn't it weird how like our earth is different? You know, it seems like, you know, when you dig down into the earth uh, you get cooler in the basement and when you kind of go up in the attic, you get hotter. And, you know, based on my belief in Jesus and heaven and hell, it's kind of the opposite. So uh, it's interesting to climb stairs to go to hell. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, And
0: and be forced to do that if you want to cool off and be back in heaven.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so it's been it's been a it's been an interesting week, man. Things are going on, but you know what, dude? I'm incredibly blessed, and I have nothing to complain about. Um, how are you, my friend?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, I am actually up in the mountains of Big Bear, California, because my wife's family has a cabin up here. I've been up here quite a few times before, uh, and yeah, it, it, it's uh, I really shouldn't talk about the weather compared to what you have there in Arizona, but the high today was uh, I think. 81 for about a couple hours and then we had thunder and lightning and cloud cover for like three hours and now at the time that we're uh, recording this it's sub 70 degrees it's probably 65 68 degrees
1: that hurts dude (laughs) that hurts you know what it's a sub uh 80 degrees in my uh in my studio right now because i have two air conditionings blasting trying to cool this damn place down (laughs) Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I love Big Bear. I gotta oh, tell you, I yeah. grew up I grew up fishing in a little lake just south of Big Bear, just north of or just between Big Bear and Arrowhead. I don't know if it's north, south, east, west. I don't know, because it's in the mountain and I get all turned around going around the windy roads, but I know right in between is a little lake called Green Valley Lake. Yes, so I've and got friends that have a cabin there. It's amazing. So I'm, I'm looking to buy a cabin there, and I, I've been wanting to. My grandpa was going to, never did. My dad was going to, never did. And so it's like somebody in our family has to, and I, I'm really shooting for that to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to pick up a cabin there, dude, because that's like – it's heart and soul for me. I know that lake, like the like the back of my hand, and – oh, where would that spot come from? Uh-oh. Anyways, <laughs> uh... <laughs> I know that lake like the back of my hand, dude. And and so, like, every time I go up there, I have one of three spots I fish in. Uh, I always catch when I'm there, man. I I freaking love it up in those San Bernardino Mountains up there. Beautiful.
0: Oh, yeah, and Green Valley Lake is awesome. We've got some good friends of ours that own a cabin up there, and they've got their own you know, canoes that you can take out on the lake and go paddle around and all sort of, it's just, it's a great place. My brother goes up to their cabin. I think every summer they take a whole week and go and stay up there and just enjoy it and, and disconnect and have a lot of fun. So it's cool.
1: It's a great place though. I need to be introduced to this friend of yours. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I need, I need this introduction because uh, I, I will go up there all the freaking time uh, because I do that place. That place has like, has like soul. Uh, yeah, it, it's just, it,
0: their cabin sleeps like 16 people.
1: It's, it's massive. It's awesome. I'm going, I'm going by myself. I'm running around naked in the cabin. Hey, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Picture that. (laughs) I know. Right.
0: But yeah, it's been a good week. I'm, I'm up here. We're, we're taking a family weekend and uh, things are good. I won't touch too much on the house because by the time this, you know, airs, then, then I should have keys and we should be ready to move and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Good.
1: Yeah. Everybody's sick of your house (laughs) crap. <laughs> so, what so, what are you smoking? I love on? hearing about it, man. Uh, I'm smoking the, uh, I almost said Casa Cuevas, man. I don't just, like, we were talking about it on another show just a minute ago. I'm smoking the uh, Sereno Tayano. Oh. It's one of the newest releases from Sereno. Came out, uh, what was it, last year, I believe? Is mm-hmm. uh, last year? Yeah, last year. Uh, but really excellent, excellent cigar, man. The Sereno Taino. I think it's one of those cigars that just not a lot of people know about. And when you find out about it, you just kind of go, where has this been all my life?
0: And the flavors that you get in that cigar, I mean, the the cinnamon and the breadiness and the toastiness and the, oh, it's just so good.
1: Oh, it feels so good when it hits the lips.
0: Nom, 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 nom.
1: <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Uh, <laughs> what are you smoking on?
0: I am smoking on a Sinistro Mr. White. And, of okay. course, my lights are the way that they are because, well. There you go. It's well, you know, it is accurately for everybody that's listening on the podcast. You're not missing much, but for everybody watching here on YouTube, it's completely washed out white. So it actually accurately depicts
1: the band for once. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you know, you got to give it the right picture, right? There you go. Yeah. Well, listen, I want to get right into this, man, because I think there's yes. a lot to cover, and uh, I really, I know that there's been a lot of people covering this topic over the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. uh since this has been released, but I really really want to dive into this f d a thing that's no oh, excuse me whoo that was a good one um, Nic- nicotine burps already no man i found I, I <laughs> a popsicle before we got on this uh show because i i not eaten much today at all and i'm I'm already on the like my third cigar um in the last short period of time, so I was like I need to get a little bit of sugar in the system um I think it was like a a an, a What are they called? Like a mango flavored, uh, like natural fruit. Those are,
0: those things are good. Just the juice bars, really. Is, I mean, yes. The 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 juice bars where you can get the pineapple or the orange or all the different. Yes, they're good.
1: They're so good, dude. They're so good. So yeah, I just I'm I'm, like getting over that because I was like, I got to get this. I got to get sugar in the system, man. I'm I'm, I got to get food eventually, you know. Yep. But that's overrated. Anyways, FDA uh, squirrel. So we're talking about, you know, recently what came out was the FDA uh, substantial equivalence requirements, you know, and they were delayed for the, for the premium cigars. Uh, and they just recently released this because um, originally the, the deadline was September 9th of, of this year mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, all these all the companies were going to have to be in, kind um, of having a blank on what the word is, The pre-market approval uh, mm-hmm. all, would all have to be in by then. Yeah, the pre-market approval, pre kit,
0: substantial equivalence, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, all your paperwork would have to be done by then. And, and a mm-hmm. lot of cigar companies, especially the smaller boutique brands, have been spending a lot of money, a lot of time uh, getting with attorneys and all that kind of stuff to make sure that their ducks are in a row to prepare for the September 9th deadline. Mm-hmm. And yet the one person that has not been or one organization that has not been preparing evidently is the FDA.
0: Who started um, this entire case.
1: Yeah, years ago, and so it's kind of like you know we look at this, and it's it's very very clear that the FDA had no idea what the hell they were doing getting into this, uh, and I, honestly, they, I mean they've even stated they've even stated themselves that this is not a big high priority item for them. I mean mm-hmm. you've heard that, yeah. So we're looking at this, and I, I remember you know just right after it came out, um, I talked to a couple of the manufacturers I work with. And they said, "Hey, man, have you seen the new FDA thing and the new uh, the new delay on the premium cigars, man? What do you think?" And I said, I, "Okay, uh, not not terribly excited." They're like, "Well, dude, it's man, this is a win. Oh, we won!" And blah 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 blah. And I was like, "No, no, we didn't. Like, no, this is good, and this is really cool, and it's really exciting. But if this is the time that you want to stop." fighting and this is the time that you want to stop going after to make sure that you're in compliance, whatever the compliance may be coming down the road, which we, we have a vague idea of what that is. Yeah. Um, then you're, you're solely mistaken. I mean, there, this is going to be, this is going to be an issue coming up again. This is only temporary, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, w- and we talked about it before we started recording this. I've heard quite a few people, whether they're cigar reviewers, personalities, People in the industry, whatever it may be, a lot of them are, are echoing that same thing and they're going, Oh, this is a win. It, you know, they said indefinitely they they are gonna postpone it. And, you know, the FDA, when they say indefinitely means they're never gonna visit it again. I don't see that happening with this because no. this is too much of a multi-year big deal, even in, you know, even though it's not their You know, front burner, first thing that they want to get, you know, a decision on and and have a ruling. But I don't see this being something that's going to go back burner and 10, 15, 20 years from now, people will go, hey, remember when they tried to do this? I see this being something that's going to be delayed for a set period of time, whatever that is. But I see it coming back and I almost wonder if it's going to come back. Stronger, more firm, with more studies. That because as we've talked, you can do a study for any way you want to get the results to come out. But yeah. I I see this being something that is just sort of on pause right now. Not not a, a, a indefinite as in it'll never come back. I see that it's something that's on
1: pause. Yeah, I mean this is definitely it's not it's it's definitely not permanent. Um, it, it's 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 just basically saying that the FDA cannot require a pre market approval um at this point until they come up with that uh, what the approval is mm-hmm. so this is not this is not a permanent thing and so it's it's not i understand getting excited but to me like i look sure. at it like we're, we're in this tournament right and we're playing the the best out of seven and you just won the first game and you're gonna say yeah we won well yeah sure you won a game yeah. but you've not won the tournament you haven't gotten the grand prize and the trophy yet this is this is not done yeah um my fear is in this is still the same fear that we've, that I've had all along mm-hmm. is that, and I've been saying this all along is that right now we have a favorable audience towards cigars. And my fear is that this with the way the FDA works and how slow they operate and how all this stuff kind of takes them forever to come together. My fear is that by what we're going to find is that down the road, uh, we're going to have a less favorable audience when this kind of like when this, when this ugly head rears itself again and starts going on the attack. And if this industry, meaning the cigar industry itself, the, all the different brands, the cigar shops, the, the consumers, if we don't all band together starting now, because we haven't to this point, no. um, if everybody doesn't start banding together and start creating organizations that are much larger than the ones that we have today, or growing with the organizations, finding out how all these little boutique brands can become a part of this. When this thing rears its head again and we have a less favorable audience, it's not going to be pretty because they're going to come up with their testing. They're going to come up with their ruling. They're going to come up with everything else that they need because now they've learned, hopefully, not hopefully, but you would think that they've (laughs) learned their lesson and said, oh shit, here's what we need for the court system so that we can make this go through and we can make this happen the way that we want it to happen right? Yeah. So that's my bigger concern is, is, you know, right now we've got a very favorable audience. It's not mm-hmm. a big, big concern for everybody, but you know, listen, I mean, this election year could change things. I highly doubt it. Um, but this election year could change things. Um, and if not, then we've got four more years of what I believe is a great president doing a great job. That's not terribly concerned about overregulation. Um, we already know that he's not about you know overstepping bounds and not about overregulating with with um, the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, more about deregulation. But we know that the opposing party is all about regulation, and so that's the concern is that the opposing party gets in and they say, you know, I'll just say it: the Democrats get in and they say we want to regulate everything, which is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And that's going to include premium cigars, and they're not they're not willing to listen that they're different.
0: Yeah, well, and and let's also not forget that they did not include the flavored tobacco in this decision. So the flavored tobacco still has regulations and things that, that apply to it. And it it was not given the indefinite postponement on this decision. And, and there are some people that are aware of that. And some of you that are listening and watching this may not know that, that enjoy the flavored cigars and, you know, flavored tobacco, but that was not included in this, which some people, again, will say this is a win because the the flavored stuff, you know, isn't included. That's fine. Because a premium cigar really isn't a flavored one, but there are brands out there that have flavored cigars that are huge in the market. And they are still impacted with what's going on right now. Uh, but, but I wanted to make sure that we brought that point up as well because yeah. it is just the non-flavored premium cigars that has been given this indefinite postponement.
1: No, I think one of the interesting things is that the FDA has been forced to and has finally come out with a definition of what a premium cigar is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I have that right here. Uh, let me find it real quick because I just saw it. Uh, But I don't want to get it wrong. So I want to make sure we're pulling this out. Uh,
0: What's yours? And some of the information that we're going to be pulling up for everybody that's that's uh, watching and listening to this is we're going to re- reference Half Wheel and some different places, uh, or maybe it's just Half Wheel, but there was some really good information put out by Charlie Monado of Half Wheel. All of you guys have heard us mention Half Wheel before. Patrick LeGreed has been on a couple times on uh, on our episodes. And so we're going to pull some information from there because that was probably, at least in my opinion, Brendan probably echoed as well, was probably uh, the greatest specific information article written about the decision that was made as opposed to just opinion and conjecture. And, Oh, I think this is just going to be a permanent decision type of thing.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately I lost it, man. I'm not finding the, the, what they were considering a premium cigar. Um, I think it was in a different area, but uh, you know, the idea to me is that what it's done is it's created an actual definition for what a premium cigar is. And it does not include the flavored cigars at this point. And mm-hmm. uh, it actually gets specific down to how much long fillers in a cigar, the weight of the cigar. Where previously they'd come out and said, "Oh, it's going to be a cigar that's uh, twelve dollars or greater." Blah 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 blah. And they came out with just some like arbitrary BS uh, to try and differentiate it or make it some sort of a definition of a cigar, which really could have hurt stuff a lot had that gone through. Because yeah. you know you look at some great five, six, seven dollar, eight dollar cigars out there and it's going to affect them they won't be, they would not have been considered premium cigars had that gone through
0: yep or it would have Increased pricing and they were I mean, everybody's talked about all the different things. So is are, are the $5 sticks that are considered simple, you know bundle sticks or house blends are those just going to automatically going to have to go up to 12 to $15 what's going to happen. And so I agree it, it is a good thing that that we still have that ability for now to have those affordable house blends, those budget sticks those bundle pricing, you know cigars. Um, but, but it does, there, there's still a lot of information to be figured out with this in terms of definition, because they were getting very strict in what their definition was.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because you said for now, um, because you know, I think so many people are celebrating thinking that this was just a permanent thing and we won the battle and really all this is, is just, it's an exemption. Um, it's not really even an exemption from all the regulations per se. Um, and it's definitely not an exemption uh, from the pre-market approval process. So it, it, uh, some people are seeing it as, that it's an exemption from the existing substantial equivalence process. Uh, I, I don't see it as an exemption from anything. Um, I think it's just, you know, there's there's a great potential that it's a delay. And my concern always is that, you know, when you have something that has been unsolved mm-hmm. uh, or it's, it's just not completely done, so we have not come to an agreement at this point that leaves this uh, topic on the desk uh, of, of whoever's trying to, to regulate it. So this leaves this on the desk of the FDA. It doesn't take it off the desk and put it in the file box or in the, in the file cabinet. It doesn't put it at the bottom of the stack. It keeps this on the desk. It's a delay. So it's not it's not an exemption from everything. It's just it's a delay until they come up with pretty much what the regulations are going to be because they have no freaking clue. Mm-mm. So – I think it's important to understand that, like, we're not out of the weeds here, guys. And for to to celebrate, yeah, get excited, celebrate, but use that excitement to drive yourself to getting more people involved and helping people understand this. And that's why I think Half Wheel has done such a great job at at you know discussing this in depth um, and coming up with the different points of, of what this really is, because so many people want to just read the title and go, We won. Uh, but you've got to understand more in depth what this is about. Flavored cigars are still under fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one intended. Maybe a little bit, but uh, <laughs> they're still under fire. I mean, they're still there. They still, the FDA still doesn't hasn't gotten it through their thick skulls yet that these cigars are not being promoted or sold to children.
0: Mm-mm. They're
1: being placed in premium cigar shops, places where you must be 21 years or older to even enter the building. Yep. And yet, they still don't seem to quite grasp that. They don't fully understand that this is not being promoted to children. It's not. It's we don't we don't have puppies and little cartoon characters on these flavored cigars out there. There's just people that enjoy a flavored cigar. Listen, it's not my palate, but that doesn't make it a bad cigar. It just means that there's people that enjoy that because it's a huge market out there. Mm-hmm. It's a and huge it, market. But it, go ahead. And it blows my mind that they would want to eliminate that and regulate that because we know how much our government is driven by money. And it's all about profitability and how much money they can make. And the taxation that they're getting off just the flavored cigar market alone, uh, kind of just is like, why are you even why are you even touching on this? And I understand there's a squeaky wheel on the other side. You got all the, the all the Karen's on the other side complaining about this stuff. Um, and going nuts over it. So they have to try to appease everybody, but realistically what brought all this to, to light was the vape industry. And when they started coming out with all these stupid freaking vapes that you see all these kids out there smoking and they're promoting to, Yep, uh, it, it is amazing to walk through it, you know, and, and I, I think we talked about this before, but you walk through TPE and you see where the cigar industry is and it looks entirely different. Then the vape industry, and it was a definitive line walking through TPE last year, you walked in the door and you look to the right and there's all your vape stuff, its bright colors and cartoons and all this stuff that is clearly marketed to a young, very young audience. Oh yeah. And you, look, you look to your left and here's all these old fat guys smoking cigars and there's not all this like super bright packaging and cartoons and you know music thumping and all this stuff. It's like chill dudes smoking cigars. It yep. is not marketed to children. And there was even Kojimar was even there. Uh, you know, Rosie with Kojimar that we've had on the show before she was there with a flavored cigar line. Uh, I believe Tatiana was there. I know Drew Estate was there and none of, you know, Drew Estate plays their music. I, that's what they do, yeah. but it still is not, it's not directly marketed to children. I mean, they're not playing wheels on the bus, go round and round uh, mm-hmm. trying to check children to it. Right. It's, We're just that louder company. That's what we're about. We're Mm -hmm. we're about the subculture. And so that's what they're showing. Yep.
0: And it's the subculture and it's the, (laughs) it's all the, the big pop culture. Let me get your attention, be loud, be colorful, mascots, all those kinds of things that play into it that are clearly not the, Marketing intention of any cigar manufacturer, even including a Kojima or a Drew Estate or Tatiana or any of the other ones that have flavored cigars, that has never been their marketing strategy. You ask any of them. I mean, when we had Rosie on, she even said, "I don't want underage people being anywhere near my cigars. I don't want anybody that's not legally supposed to be having a cigar to be around it, to be exposed to it, to to wonder." you know anything about it and it's just unfortunate i mean the way that and i wasn't at tpe uh, this past year but the way that everybody has described it it was literally like two separate events in one event because there was such a polar opposite um uh, presentation yeah. by each um uh, area of that show
1: and you know what amazed me dude uh, you know where fda had their booth right
0: by the cigar in the cigar area
1: uh in the middle of it yeah,
0: that's what I heard. It was yeah, over by, right, by Patina, right wasn't it? In the
1: middle of it? Right across from Patina, dude, right in the middle of it, right across from the Sutlip booth. Uh, they had Sutliff right there. They had Regius. They had uh, Patina. They were all right there, and it was right smack dab in the middle of all that. It wasn't in the middle of the vapes. Mm-mm. It wasn't in the middle of the CBD and the marijuana and all the bongs and pipes and the pills and the blah, 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 which, listen, there's nothing against that. Those guys were – that industry was genius the way that they came in, man. Mm -hmm. they were that sneaky little ninja that came in underneath and then they came to the FDA basically and said, Hey, here's regulations. They got everything set. Like it's (laughs) boom, we're here. We're not going to go through this fight that the cigar industry is going through. Mm -hmm. And so they almost kind of like came in and got themselves like off the table before they even were launched. And uh,
0: they did their homework and came in educated and ready to go.
1: Yeah. Very, very smart. uh, Very, very smart group of people that came in with that. And I, I, Listen, cigar industry has been around for so long that, um, you know, FDA regulation wasn't even something on the radar, you know, what, 15, 20 years ago. It was never even thought that it would even remotely be on the radar. Um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have been planning. We shouldn't have looked at this. You know, we should have looked at the cigarette industry and, the you know, all the, the big tobacco industry and said, oh, shit, this could be coming our way one day and mm-hmm. been prepared for it. Yep. So we didn't. Um Mm-mm. Hafu points out a really good part. Uh, a really good part of this too. It says this only affects the product approval. Premium cigars are still regulated. Um, so basically, it says that the uh, the, the product approval for the, I'm sorry, that it only dealt with the timeline and the potentiality of the process. Um, the product approval for cigars. So it, it does not mean that cigars are no longer regulated. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to quote them directly. It says this means that companies are still required to pay user fees to FDA's Center for the Tobacco Products. <laughs> Age restrictions are still into effect and stores can still be visited by FDA inspectors to ensure that retailers are in compliance with age restrictions. Domestic manufacturers and importers are also still subject to visits by FDA inspectors. So it doesn't change what we already have existing. So and I I don't know that we really need to. I don't think that's the argument that we're trying to change that. But this is not just the FDA going away like some people thought it was. We are still under certain regulations by the fda
0: yeah and in many ways i i don't i don't disagree with the fact that there needs to be regulation that there needs to be some sort of uh checks and balances i don't say oversight not management on any of that but there needs to be a collaboration and a partnership i mean i'll go back to what people mentioned about fda being at tpe and it, it wasn't uh, us versus them. It wasn't, you know, a, a bitter feud of what are you doing? To get out of here type of a thing. There was cross-educating going on on both ends. And I, I think that's a good thing. And I think that's that's where having the FDA, even though they're paying attention and, yeah, the age you know, uh, requirements have gone up from 18 to 21 and all these different things have taken place, I don't necessarily think having the FDA around is a bad thing because there does need to be an a, assurance that Um, that the cigar industry isn't just running around going crazy. Now, obviously I don't agree with all the decisions that have been made, but I do think it's good that there is at least some awareness and, and, you know, to whatever, you know, level you want to credit them to education on what the cigar industry has been doing for decades and decades and decades and decades. And, and what our goal is as the cigar industry compared to like the vape industry, it's very clear cut, you know, differences where they need to have a strict governance oversight management, if you will, of what they're doing.
1: Well, and listen, it's uh, and, and again, like I don't want to get political on this at all, but you know, like I said, we still have the regulations. Um, my concern is that the our lobbyists are fighting for a full exemption, and I just don't think that's realistic. Um, I don't think we're going to see a full exemption. And uh, when we when we look at the politics of this, and we look at who's in office, um, realistically, you know, with if Trump were if Trump gets reelected, or I like to say when he gets reelected, um, hmm. I, I think it's just going to give us. You know, hopefully the fight doesn't stop. Hopefully the guy. Hopefully everybody doesn't say, "Okay, it's time to relax," because now is the time to fight. We've had three and a half years of, of Trump here with a favorable audience, with deregulation of the government, and um, if we don't fight and get something off the table um, by the end of you know the next term, uh, uh, we don't know what's going to happen because you know it leaves it wide open for for mass government regulation or continued deregulation. Um, So we're really not sure what the following four years uh, should Trump get reelected is going to look like. We just don't know. So I I think it's great that we're fighting for an exemption. I think that's awesome. I think it's a, it's a big dream, but I think it's a pipe dream. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that we need to find some sort of common ground and get something, you know, in place. Now, if, Joe Biden gets elected and becomes president. Now that gives all the weight to the FDA. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is not a political thing. It's just no. reality. Um, you know, and the they're, they're Democrats are very outspoken about wanting more government regulation. And mm-hmm. um, just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong or any different. But it does give more power to the FDA. It gives that favorable audience on their side. But right now we have it on our side. So mm-hmm. again, to like party and get excited and pop the cork on the champagne and say we're all done, we won. Um, this is, I mean, really, realistically, this is the first half of Game One, and you've got, you know, you've got to win four games. Yeah. Well, and, we, and let let's not forget that we've we've talked,
0: and for anybody that's you know listened to us since we started, we've talked uh, many times about the fact that we need to band together as you were just mentioned a minute ago we need to come together you know and and also like you mentioned with we shouldn't sit back and relax and go okay we can take it easy now this is right. the time this, this is the call to action hour this is yes. this is the season where we say okay we've got our time to get our ducks in a row to get stronger, to build the alliances, to get the consumer with the brick and mortar, with the manufacturer and the entire industry together and say, how are we going to come together and fight this and do it the way that it needs to be done? Because we would be foolish to think that the FDA isn't gonna come back when they do you know, come back and revisit this topic when they're, they're going to do that and come back even stronger. Now, some people may laugh at that and scoff and be like, well, they couldn't provide the evidence and they started this right now. So what makes me think they're going to change? Well, look at what happened to the cigarette industry from where it was in the 60s and 70s to where it was in the 90s when all the regulations started hitting big time and yeah. everything changed taxes. And I mean, everything changed with cigarettes. And so this is the time where we have to come together and you know pay attention and get involved with legislation and get involved with you know uh, CRA and with all the different legislative you know entities that are in the industry um, to come together and really stand and say okay this is this is where we get in our huddle and, and what's the game plan what are we going to do how are we going to form maybe new alliances maybe new organizations come out of this whatever it may be this is where the 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 consumer base really needs to start raising their voice. In my opinion, the consumers have to drive the support to the brick and mortars who have to drive the support to the manufacturers because that yeah. is the, the unification that doesn't exist the way that it needs to right now in order to stand strong instead of sit back and go, cool, I don't have to fight. And so the brick and mortar is not gonna fight because they don't have the consumers fighting. And then the manufacturers just go, well, we don't have anybody behind us backing us, which they frankly kind of feel like right now. And then we all get surprised and everything changes.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important. I mean, you brought up the consumers and I think it's important to point out that like this, this new ruling really has no effect and you're not going to see any change on the consumer end. Right. So I think that's even more dangerous because the consumer is reading all these articles and hearing all this stuff saying, oh good, we're out of the weeds. And we are not. So as a consumer, which is, you know, the majority of our audience is obviously consumers. Um, I think it's a more important now than ever for you to get involved in that. Like Tim was saying, because just because you don't see a change in your local humidor, um, doesn't mean that there can't be a change in the future. Should this rear its ugly head again, or should I say when it rears its ugly head again, mm-hmm. um, you know, now's the time to be stockpiling funds. Now's the time to be getting stuff together, um, uh, as organizations that are fighting and lobbying for this, um, I would love to sit in some of those meetings and say, you guys are out of your freaking minds for thinking that you're going to fight for full exemption. Now it may be one of those things, right? That you're, you're, you're wanting to, to sell your car and you're hoping to get, I don't know, you know, 10 grand for your car. So you're going to put it up for sale for 12 grand because you know that somebody's going to come and beat you up on the price and you're going to settle where you want to be. Yep. Uh, they, they, they got a great deal. You got what you wanted. Everybody's happy. So maybe that's part of the plan here. I don't know. Maybe we're fighting for we want it all go away and we're you know happy. Maybe the inner monologue, the inner conversations, we're happy to settle with this. We're just not here yet. Um, maybe that's part of the plan. I don't know. Maybe it's part of the negotiation tactics. I don't know because I don't get to sit in those meetings, um, but I would love to, man. I'd love to be like a little fly on the wall in those meetings I think part of our problem, though, too, is that a lot of these organizations, are their board of directors is based on retailers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's It's not a board of directors of manufacturers, which is going to have the greatest effect on this. Not to say retailers won't be affected by it, but at the end sure. of the day, if consumers want to smoke cigars and FDA comes out and says, all boutique cigars have to come off your shelf tomorrow. Um, there's still going to be cigars available in the market. They're not shutting down the cigar industry. You're just going to have less choices as a consumer. Should this come about, you're going to see less new releases you're going to see, you know, or if any, Mm uh, so a lot of that stuff will go away. So that's how it affects you in the future and keep your eye on knowing that that's what's coming up in the future. So don't deny what's happening right now because you just can't see what's happening in the future. Um, That is coming. That is a potential of what can come out of this. So joining groups like the CRA, you know, getting the membership, buying the packs that they come out with, you know, those types of things really help to fund those organizations to pay the lobbyists to go and fight for what we need for this industry so that it doesn't affect your humidor in the long run.
0: Yep. Sorry. Bug.
1: You're good, man. (laughs) So I think another point too, and something I pointed out too, is the limited edition stuff coming out. Um, yeah. I don't think that this people, manufacturers have still been coming out with limited release stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I think part of that too, and I think we've actually seen almost an increase in it because I think part of that is these are going to be sold out on the shelves before this FDA regulation happens. Um, so it's, that may be part of it. You know, part of the thinking in that is like we can still come out with limited stuff or new blends and try and squeeze it through and get it sold out before anything happens. I don't know. I think it's a little ridiculous. And I was, it's funny because I read this article from Half Wheel and I'm just like, yep, 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 yep. Because it was everything that I kept saying to the manufacturers I was talking to like, why are you putting a band on your cigar that says limited edition 2020? Like, why would you do that? For two reasons. Number one, like the FDA regulation stuff is still looming. Even with this, it's still looming. It's still there. They can still kind of go. They can go back on things. Yeah. Um, secondarily, I don't know why you would want to put 2020 on any cigar unless it's an absolute shit cigar. So,
0: <laughs> Just call it the COVID special and have it be a bitter, terrible cigar.
1: Yeah, it's, like, full of beetles, and, like, every time you take another puff, there's a surprising, like, little, like, you know, midget that jumps out and smacks you in the face or punches you in the nose or, you know. You open the, the, you open the box, and it's all moldy. Yeah, you get halfway through it, and it explodes <laughs> on you. You know, like, it, it just seems like, you know, a murder hornet flies out of the thing because they're like, hey, we didn't get our attention, and they start stinging the crap out of you and eating you. Like, they, I think that would be the 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 2020 cigar, you know. It's like It's and, and, by the way, I feel bad for the murder hornets. Um, they did not get their proper attention throughout all this. They didn't didn't get their
0: 15 minutes. They got about 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, it's really unfortunate because those little bastards are still here, but, like, nobody seems to give a crap, right, because we're so busy wearing our freaking masks and being sheeple Um, and listening to all this freaking just stupid political bullcrap spewage that's coming out of people's mouths that we just forgot that there's, like, there's this animal out there that's like decimating our bee population, which basically keeps all the food on our plate. Um, so it's like, uh, can we go back to the stuff that feeds us and stop being concerned about all the rest of the crap? Can, mm-hmm. we, can we just take a moment and, and just give the murder hornets like their credit and like, you know, s- search them out and kill them? You know, like, can we do something about this and think about our food? Um, but. Yeah, they just didn't. They did these poor murder hornets, man. I feel bad for them. They didn't. They didn't get their day in court. They did not. Well,
0: yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this real quick. If let us know down in the comments uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and if you're listening on the podcast, then you can uh, go to our anchor.fm slash down to the nub and leave us a voice message, uh, and we'd love to play it on one of our future episodes. But what are your thoughts on this decision so far? Are you in the, the the camp, if you will, of, no, this is only temporary and maybe it's because of what we've been saying that you've got a, a new perspective on it or are you in the camp that's more of, hey, they said indefinite so they're not going to touch it again because whenever you hear the word indefinitely it just means it goes on for all perpetuity and it, it, it never comes back. Put down in the comments what, what, you, what your take on this decision is. Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think that it's going to come back and rear its ugly head again? Leave us some comments because that's where the conversation continues with everybody is down in the comments and let us know what your thoughts are so far
1: yeah please uh we'd love to see all that stuff um now the other question that people have asked is you know what cigars are not included as premium cigars uh you know when we look at this this regulation and we look at the definitions we talked about a little bit earlier obviously one of the big ones we mentioned already is the flavored and infused cigars those are not included as premium cigars whether they're long filler short filler fda has made it pretty clear. Um, that that their their concern is with these ones that are coming out and saying, "Hey, we're a cherry, we're a kuba kuba." I don't even know if they'll mention that one, but you know, they they feel like some of that is marketing to children, um, and they they clearly are misunderstood. We can all agree on that. But um, the flavored cigars and the infused cigars, which would affect you know companies like Acid, um, even Swisher Sweet, because they they mm-hmm. consider them themselves cigars. Um, to avoid a lot of the cigarette regulations back in the day. Um, It affects people, you know, Tatiana, Kozumar, uh, South Beach, CAO, um, all these guys, S. Carreras, all these guys that have the flavored cigars, um, even, you know, Rocky Patel, Drew Estate with the Javas and the acids. You've got all Uh, the APS stuff
0: that's got all the flavor. I mean, you've got all those.
1: Yeah, so the, you know that's the South Beach flavors. Um, all that stuff really can is, is not included in this this uh, temporary exemption or temporary uh, ruling here um, until they figure out. The other thing too is that uh, the ones that are not included are going to be all the machine made. So like companies like JC Newman, uh, they use actual machines. they're bunching machines um, and they're they're making the cigars all by machine. They're not handmade at all. Um, those guys are not included in what's considered a premium cigar. Um, as a matter of fact, I think they break it down to I want to say sixty-forty on long versus short fill. Um, anything less than that um is is not included as a premium cigar. So you have to be at least, I believe it was, if I remember right, sixty percent long fill to be considered uh, a premium cigar.
0: Yep. I mean you you get into the cigarillos and all those different you know cigars that are in the industry, and uh, I, I mean, uh, let's face it, c- cigarillos. A lot of those, or most of them, are are short filler, and they're 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 not being uh, included in what's temporarily you know, as the exemption um, in one of the words, I've got a couple of cousins that are lawyers, you know, and you've heard the phrase, people have heard the phrase, Oh, you, you know, they filed for an injunction. All that means is that they're putting a pause on it and people are, I think are, are misconstruing indefinite delay or indefinite decision uh, when it truly is. In my opinion, I'm not a lawyer. I will never pass the bar because I just not smart enough to frankly, uh, but, oh, but you are too. There we go. But, uh, um, but I I see it as being like an injunction. It's, it's been put on pause and we know that, that the judge is going to come back. We know that they're going to come back with more evidence, more proof, and they're going to have to fight again. That's the way that I truly see this, um, the, the state of this right now. It's an injunction and it's a pause. It is not a final decision. And I know that the articles have not said that it was a final decision, but I think many people are unfortunately thinking that that's what it means.
1: Well, and Charlie likes to write these like four hundred and seventy-five thousand-word essays on you know this kinds of stuff. So I think a lot of people in general are just lazy, or you know, don't have the time, or realistically, you have the time, you don't take the time to be interested enough to read the entire article and all the words that are there um, and really process it. But so we're going to look at a title and go yay, and really like you've got to you got to dig in and see what this is really about. Um, if you really want to super nerd out on it, you could probably go and find the court documents and read that crap. But I, I don't want to go that far. No, uh, I trust Charlie and his understanding of the, the what's going on legally with this stuff. Um, something else I wanted to point out, because this was a question of mine when I first saw this come <laughs> out, because uh, they, they said that the um, premium cigars included cigars that were not machine made. And there is a machine called the Lieberman machine. Um, it's essentially the 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 buncher is taking and bunching the cigar or the the tobacco. Mm-hmm. They're laying down the binder leaf. And they they set it. the, the bunch tobacco inside the on you know on top of this almost like a leather type material. And, and, and they roll then it they, up. they roll it up and that's what rolls the cigar. It's called a Lieberman. It's been used since the freaking dawn of time. Um, and because it's still a man-made, man operated machine, I don't think um I think that's excluded from what they're considering a machine, even though it has the word "machine" in it. Um, but that was one of my concerns. And if I was if I was a lobbyist or an attorney fighting for this, I would make sure that machine is specifically labeled um, that and a drawmaster. You know, some of these machines because they did exclude scissors or the blades, the chopping mechanism for cutting the cigars down to their size. But I would make sure that some of these known specific machines are also labeled um, somehow in. The definition of a premium cigar so that that way the fda can't come back and go you can't use a lieberman that's not being done 100 percent by hand
0: right because uh, that's
1: that's more of a tool
0: of hand rolling right. or a, a tool of going into a premium cigar you know and yeah you know with the exemption of the the cutters and the scissors that is another tool and hopefully you're right hopefully all those different pieces of equipment that contribute towards a premium cigar are all being put in there
1: yeah. And then the other part of it, too, and, and again, Half Wheel points this out. We talk about the six pounds per 1,000 cigars and how would that affect smaller cigars like Lanceros, uh, Petite Coronas, you know, Lonsdale, like some of these smaller Vitolas. Um, is that going to affect those cigars? No, because it's six pounds per thousand. Um, so those still fit well within that realm. So it's not going to be affecting those either. Those So just because it's a Petite Corona does not make it um, not. That's a double negative. Uh, Petit Corona still fits within the threshold or the definition, the current uh, offered definition of what a premium cigar is.
0: But you could oh. get to – people could – and I'll bring it up only because I'm familiar with it. You could look at uh, United. It has their um, their pencil – is it the pencil Maduro, I think it is? Um, and, and they've got some of the pencils which are – much much smaller than a Lancero, which is ex- yeah. essentially like an extended cigarillo. You know, yeah. it, how are those going to factor into it?
1: Yeah, it just depends on the weight of that cigar. I mean, something when it gets down that small, like a cigarillo, may be affected by this because it's 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 weight per x. You know, per thousand cigars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So does a thousand of those weigh less or more than six pounds? That I don't know because, and also. I'm not sure of how much of that is long filler versus short filler. Cause when you get down to that really, really small ring gauge, um, I think those were like in a 20, 28, something like that. Yeah. Or even smaller than that because the Lancero is what a 40, 40 or 42, 38,
0: 38
1: or 40, you get over 42, you're getting into the Lonsdale's. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a skinny, skinny freaking cigar. And, uh, you know, so, is that a long fill um, at least you know 60 long fill and be what is the weight of that cigar per thousand um does it exceed or go under uh six pounds my concern is are they where is that being weighed too because we know that at certain points cigars start drying out you know all those kinds of things are they gonna is it with the boxes without the box blah, blah 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 i'm assuming it's just naked laying on a scale um, with no wrapping or if they're in the box, their boxes will be subtracted from the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, that's a pretty lightweight, skinny little freaking cigar, mm-hmm.
0: but they're, they're great cigars. If you want to have just a, a quick 15, 20 minute smoke and you don't have time to sit for a long time. Those are the, the categories that are very much up in the air.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that was, you know, when, when sure. I was selling United, that was my big selling point on that was like, dude, grab a handful of these. This is your lunchtime cigar. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a half an hour for your lunch, you can, you know, pound your sandwich real quick and then have 15 minutes to be able to enjoy a cigar outside um, in your company designated smoking area. Yeah. Uh, you can enjoy a Maduro, you know, a, a good quality premium tobacco, uh, you know, Maduro or, or natural. They came in two different blends. Mm-hmm. But you can enjoy a cigar on your on your break and, and not feel like you're putting out, you know, $6 with your cigar and leaving it in the ashtray because you got to run back in and clock in. Yeah. Um, So, you know, at the price point that they're at, all that stuff, like that is, that is the everyday, uh, every man or woman's, uh, you know, lunch break cigar, in my opinion, because you can take your time with it. And even if you don't finish all of it, you're throwing 50 cents in the ashtray or less, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I think there's a lot of stuff to be looking at like on this stuff too. And then, you know, the other thing you have to look at is. Um, and I'm trying to remember the word. Dude, I'm having a hard time with words tonight. Um, <laughs> really having a hard time with words tonight. It's been a long day, dude. I'm dehydrated. It's freaking hot. Uh, uh, are people going to go against this? Um, I'm trying to remember what the word is. Uh, now dude, I had it in my head earlier. Now I completely forgot. Never mind. Go on. Talk without me because I'm lame. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: there uh, here's here's my summary take on everything that's that's been going on uh with the decision with what we've said so far and i'm going to repeat it because it needs to be repeated It, it, it it it's essential that everybody that's listening to this or watching this understands if if you don't know of a place to get involved if you aren't familiar start researching get involved educate yourself look at what you can do and you might think i'm just I'm one guy. I'm I'm Tim, and I enjoy cigars, and there's nothing that my little single voice is going to be able to do. And you know what? For one person, you're right and you're wrong. You're right that one voice screaming out about it you'll probably get made fun of as you know, the dude on the street corner with a bullhorn. Uh, but when you join with all the other people that go to your lounge and all the other people that support a brick and mortar and everybody else – that's when the voice becomes a loud roar and that's when the decisions can be made. And that's when the ideas, you know, the creative juices get flowing and people go, okay, what can we do? How can we do it this way? You know, they didn't prove this. So how can we specifically go and try and create, uh, an understanding or, or get the proof that we need, knowing that they're going to come back on this specific subject. Now is the time to do that. And we cannot sit back on our laurels and just go, okay, I'm just one person. And it's been this way for years and years. There hasn't been a consumer, um, you know, a consumer based group where we're all just going to go and support. So why bother trying now? Cause it hasn't happened so far.
1: Yeah, and I, I finally figured out the word, dude. Uh, words are really hard, uh, but I finally figured out the one that I was thinking of as an appeal. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I, think, that, I think we're going to see an appeal on this uh, fairly soon, uh, just on the definition alone. Um, you know, a lot of our machine-made companies are fairly, fairly large companies. They produce mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. You can't walk into a shop without seeing machine-made, uh, bundled cigars. There are things like your quorum's. Stuff like that; those are all, you know, complete short fill. That's they—they they have a very low price point. They have their place, um, but they—they're they, machine made, and those are made by essentially, typically, some of the largest companies in the industry. Mm-hmm. And so, I think we're going to see a lot of them filing an appeal for the definition because I think they want to try and obviously be covered as a premium cigar. Because my 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 question for this is. Uh, what is a wood tip? What is a wood tip swisher sweet gonna do? Uh, what is a backwoods gonna do now? Uh, what do they call them? Uh, White Owl, uh, the mm-hmm. quorums, the J.C. Newman stuff. That that you know that whole catalog of machine made stuff. What are they gonna do? Do they kind of end up in a limbo? Do they go over to the cigarette side? Are they not regulated? Are they not exempted? Like, you know, to me, my question is, and that I'd like to find some clarity on, is what do these guys do? that are in this realm that don't really they've differentiated themselves over the years from cigarettes and you know chewing tobacco and all that stuff but now they're not included in the premium cigar world um which leaves them wide open for for you know extreme regulation um so i think there's going to be an appeal filed pretty soon by those larger companies um to include machine-made cigars into there me personally um I can carry the way cause I don't smoke them, but there's, there's a lot of people that do, uh, they're great golf course, great golf course or mow your lawn cigars. Um, they're good for the retirement guy that is on a, on a very fixed income and really mm-hmm. just enjoys and finds relaxation and smoking a cigar. That's why I don't really ever mock anybody other than my own friends. If I catch them smoking it, um, I'll make fun of you if you're my friend and I catch you smoking one of those. But, uh, I think that I think those have their place in this industry and keep people interested in the industry. A lot of people start with them because they're cheap. Um, it's something that I, I used to use as ballast in my humidor uh, to make sure that, you know, when I couldn't really afford to buy a hundred cigars, but I had a hundred count humidor, 50 of them would be machine made cigars just to kind of make up some of that space and maintain the humidity in that humidor. Mm-hmm. Uh because I've always been taught, and it's true, you need to maintain at least 75% of your humidor full. Well, maybe I couldn't afford 75 cigars or I was just getting into it or just bought the humidor and I'm like, do I spend another two, three, four hundred $400 or $600 to buy you know, a few boxes uh, to fill this? Maybe not. Maybe I have some of the, the machine-made stuff in the bottom as ballast that's you know, 40, 50 bucks a bundle, you get the buddy comes over, has a couple drinks, smells your cigar and thinks he's an aficionado. So you give him one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to take three puffs, get sick and lay it down. Yeah. So um, those have their place in this industry. And I'd hate to see them go away, um, whether they're my palate or not. Uh, I would still hate to see them go away. So I think we'll see that appeal coming up um, pretty freaking quick from those guys.
0: Well, and, and take it a step further than that. Part of me wonders if the FDA, not if, but since the FDA has the indefinite pause on this right now, are they going to look at the ones that were exempted and just try and really drive those hard? It wouldn't surprise me if two, three months from now, six months from now, they come out and they go, okay, we're on pause with what's defined as the premium cigars. We're going to go after the wood tips. We're going to go after the backwoods. We're going to go after all those other ones. You know, we're going to go after the pencils. We're going to go after the cigarillos because if we can get that small portion and we can you know, quote unquote, we can we can win in that facet of the industry. Who's to say we can't carry that momentum moving forward? And so, it would not surprise me if six months from now, you know, we see that there are some extraordinarily strict uh, regulations and decisions made in that sort of um i don't want to say forgotten zone but right now it is sort of the excluded forgotten zone of the cigar industry and so you know don't be surprised if that comes in the next six months to a year when we don't hear anything going on with what they've attempted to define as a premium and what they did exclude
1: and i think it's important to note to a couple of other things one uh, i think fda it's interesting because uh, FDA really doesn't have to figure out what they want. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think they even really know what they want, uh, to be honest with you. And it, it really doesn't matter because you're you're a manufacturer, primarily manufacturer um, supported, uh, you know, industry by means of the manufacturers are footing most of the bill. Um, dare I say, probably ninety percent of it to fight this. Um, and they have a lot of skin in the game, so they've got to figure out what they want and what what the I guess the overall uh, picture of the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, FDA really doesn't need to do that. I mean, they're funded by your taxpaying dollars. It, it's it, it's really dare I say an effed up situation because um, <laughs> you're paying for the fight on both ends it's stupid right because the manufacturers are having to pay taxation when it comes in which is funding the fda to fight them so like we're, we're paying for the fight against us mm-hmm. as as much as we're paying for the fight for us so it's uh where are you putting your dollars and you, and how do you how do you adjust that so that more of those dollars are going to the fight against the fda which is government supported government funded so it, essentially it's bottomless pockets i mean we see them currently they're printing money as if, you know, because it just doesn't matter. We just, we can make more. Um, So it's, we don't have that option to just print more money as the industry. So it's interesting to think that if we're in a war with another country, that we're going to continue to send the other country money uh, and fund their army so they can fight us. And then we're going to try and fund our own army. Like that doesn't make any sense that's the reality of where we are. So I think, I think our industry needs to get a very, very clear. And I think this is what's missing. This is, this is the biggest piece that's missing is we don't have a clear picture of what we want the outcome to be. Mm -hmm. I've yet to hear a clear picture of what we want the outcome to be. Where do we want this to end up? Because I, I think, and I said it earlier, the idea of full exemption and just leave us alone is a stupid idea. Think about when mm-hmm. you were a kid and you're like, "Just leave me alone." Did your parents leave you alone? No, no. they didn't. I'm your parent. They, I don't have yeah, to. Yeah, and if your parents did, I'm sorry. Um, you know, don't don't raise your kids that way. Uh, so the idea of leave me alone is is not going to happen. That's not realistic. So I think I. I think as a community and as the, the cigar manufacturers need to be very, very clear on what it is we want, I think there needs to be a common ground reached. And until that ground is reached, man, we're just going to be stuck in this limbo going back and forth in this battle, and which we will ultimately lose because it's at one point we're going to have a far less favorable audience. And that's really what it comes down to is the government says, we're not about this we think you guys are stupid. So here's your regulation. Um, the judge we have right now is, is is really seems to be siding with our industry Mm -hmm. uh, more than anybody else has. What happens when that judge retires, passes away, gets promoted, gets demoted, loses the license, whatever could happen. That judge goes away. Ooh, I mean, and we don't have a clear picture, or we don't have a definitive answer, or something that's happened that we fought for. Blah, we're we're in trouble. Yeah, we're starting we're, back to square one with people that are like, "Well, who are you, and what are you about?" Like, oh shit, let's go back over all this again.
0: Yep, and let's hope that that judge hasn't been brainwashed already, and there's alliances and different things on the other side of the fence where they're like, "Oh, well, you know, I mean it." we could guess all day long and go, well, there'll be someone that'll go, well, you know, my grandpa passed away from lung cancer and emphysema. And so I'm just against anybody that smokes at all. And their decision is completely the opposite of what's been decided right now. And I mean, things could change dramatically. And one of the things that, that I heard, uh, as a mindset or as a guess, and it was a newer cigar smoker that said it was, well, if we just keep buying more cigars, that'll give the manufacturers more money in in thought process i understand them being a new cigar smoker they could go oh well well if we buy more cigars then we're fine but that's fine in the sense that yes the manufacturers may have more money to fight but the uh uh scale if you will is still the exact same because you're still funding the FDA in the exact amount percentages it's not like oh well the more the manufacturers have the less the FDA has no it's it's the exact same thing as the FDA gets bigger or as the manufacturers get bigger so does the FDA so it's it's never going to get to the point where we can outnumber outrule and go okay the manufacturers have now got the ability to just topple over the FDA they've got more money they've got deeper pockets that will never be the case
1: well, let's be realistic. We're not going to outdollar the FDA. No. That's just not going to happen. And I, I'll tell you this like, and I keep saying it. We have a favorable audience right now. We have a judge that is being very fair. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of these rulings that he's made recently that have been for our industry. And the reason he's made the ruling is not because, and I don't even know this, I don't know if he's a cigar smoker or not. I don't know. But Let's just say he is. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not making these rulings because he's a cigar smoker. Um, he's not making these rulings because he likes cigars. Um, you know any of these things? It's because this is the law. When we look at the warning label ruling that he recently had, he mm-hmm. made it uh, uh, illegal for them to force the warning labels on these boxes. That was not just because he's like, well, I like my cigars and I like them pretty boxes, and you know these big labels make it ugly. So you know what? Smack my gavel down. And, uh, you know, here it is. Those are illegal. You bastards. Yep. No, that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. He's saying it is illegal. And there's, there's other things that have come up even within these own, these regulations here that we've been fighting for. And, you know, he said, Hey, that's, that's not up to me to judge. That's up mm-hmm. to the Congress. You need to take that before Congress. So I love seeing that because, I mean, as much as I'd love to him to say, well, you know what, you're right, uh, FDA, you can't do that. He's fair on all sides. He's looking at nothing more than the law. Yes. Is the law being upheld or is it being broken with this regulation that the FDA is trying to put through or with what the cigar industry is trying to make the FDA do? Um is that within the scope of what the law is? And <laughs> if there's not a definitive answer, you need to take that to Congress. That's not my fight. That's not my ruling. That's got to go before Congress. So, yeah, and he's being smart.
0: And he's being smart about it because he's he's relying, as a judge should, on the burden of proof. The person that wants to make these changes has the burden of proof to show that it's a justifiable change. And if the Ooh. burden of proof was not fulfilled, then right. there's no reason to make a change in that decision. And there's no reason to give more, more authority, more power, more restrictionary benefit right. to somebody who can't even prove why they want to have that power.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think that's the greatest thing that I see from this. To me, that's, that's what I get excited about. Mm-hmm. um i I love that we're making some you know a little headway you know it's it always talking about like when you're driving in the mud as long as you're moving forward you're 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 getting out of the mud mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we feel like we're stuck uh, sometimes when you're in the mud you feel like you're stuck um but at the end of the day we're we're in the mud we're driving in it and we're moving forward and we we just may have found a little dry patch right now but we're not out of the mud guys we're still in it and um you know I think, I think it's just important when you've got a good, you know, you've got somebody good, um, that's that's there. Let's take advantage of that and let's really utilize this. Guys, get educated on what is going on right now. Read the entire article of what's going on. Follow Half Wheel. Get on their email list so you see when these things are popping up because it's really neat to me that you'll see the article pop up and it says, "Hey, here's what's happened," and it'll be, yeah, it's a long article, guys. You know what? While you're on the crapper, read it. Um, instead of playing your freaking, you know, whatever your Farkle on, you know, Facebook or whatever you're doing, uh, you know, sit down and read this stuff, understand the industry that you're enjoying, because this is one of the last frontiers. This is one of the last pieces that we have in this greater United States where people can actually get together. This is one of the last places you can talk politics, religion, everything, and you've got that leaf between you holding things good and integrity, You meet so many good people in this industry, and I'd hate for that to go away. So understand and get yourself educated on everything there is to know about this industry and watch these regulations. Find out how you can get in and support. Look at things like CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is a great organization that you can back as a consumer uh, to help them continue to fight this fight because it is not over. It's not done It's just begun. Uh, We're finally making some headway. We've got people on our side. So let's use this time. Let's push the CRA. Let's push PCA. Let's push all these guys. I forget there's a third one um, that I'm having a brain fart on right now. But let's push these guys to, to, to continue this fight and not give up at this point. Push your manufacturers. Push your retailers to get involved, to promote CRA, to find memberships, you know to do these things so that you can maintain this industry that we all enjoy so much
0: yeah i mean i look at it <clears throat> look at it as as a cigar reviewer i mean is if things are going to change moving forward at what point do the cigar reviewers do the media coverage of this new release this manufacturer coming out with this new blend i mean look at 5 years ago when Candelas, you know, weren't a thing in the industry, and candelas are coming back more and more, which is what cigars used to be. You know, that new kind of change should things continue to develop. Whenever they come back around and circle on this topic, those are the kinds of things that are going to dry up and go away. So, are the cigar reviewers or the media outlets just suddenly not going to have stuff to cover, except for oh, it's the twentieth anniversary of the you know tenth anniversary Perdomo champagne? Right. I mean. there's there's going to be a a great reduction in what kind of media coverage are going to be other than oh we went to this trade show and we sold the same new cigars to the same brick and mortars and everybody had a good time there's going to be a big change in what kind of information can even be shared in the new releases and the you know the TAAs and this and all those other different things all that stuff would go away because there isn't yeah. that opportunity and so you know as a reviewer for me i'm extremely interested to see how this goes um not just because of me you know my youtube channel and blah 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 all that stuff but just the sheer enjoyment of trying new stuff that's in the market and yeah there are thousands of cigars in the market that are yet to be smoked and yet to be tried i get it but you look 30 years ago where we were to where we are now and you go 30 years from now should things change what is there going to be to talk about
1: right Well, I I look forward to seeing if this all goes through and all the FDA stuff happens and the regulation comes in and we can't get any new cigars, uh, I look forward to seeing what your review channel looks like, uh, Cigar Show (laughs) Review Channel, because it's just basically going to be like, hey, guys, today I'm reviewing the, you know, we'll just stick with the Perdomo Champagne. I'm I'm reviewing the Perdomo Champagne. Uh, There's a link below for my original review. Go watch that. Have a nice night. You know, like, you're going to review the same crap over and over again? Yeah, right. crap but like you're gonna review the same cigar over and over again there's something beautiful about new cigars we just had we just had james from sinistro on mm-hmm. and he's talking about some of the stuff he's experimenting with some of the new leaf that's coming out the stuff that people have forgotten or didn't exist or the new blending the splicing of seeds the mm-hmm. the, the different ways of growing that you know pushing dirt up on the stems and tricking the tobacco into thinking something different like that's all gonna change the flavor of these cigars and and what you can get. Look at the boutique boom. I mean, since even like the 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 90s, and today we're seeing another huge boutique boom. Dude, mm-hmm. it's phenomenal and it's exciting and to to have the potential of losing that. Uh, dude, that's that just sucks, man. I mean, even down to the new Vitola, it's like, hey man, I love this cigar and we're gonna come out with it in a Lancero. Well, we never had it before, so we can't do that. Of course, you yeah. say Lancero,
0: right? Of course you uh, do. I would expect nothing yeah. less. That or, um, you know, a Corona.
1: Yeah, I'm pushing uh, Mo from Patina to get through the Lanceros, and he's just not doing it, man. But uh, <laughs> I'm not giving up, dude. I'm, I'm like a lobbyist for that. I'm not giving up because I want that Patina Maduro and a freaking Lancero. That thing would just be, oh, be so good. But anyways uh, – I don't want to lose those opportunities going forward. So I think it's important no. for all of everybody to get involved in this, um, to, to visit your local shops. Yes. Purchase more, um, you know, because it does help the industry that doesn't, you know, it, it all helps the industry. Uh, but, you know, understand that just because you're buying that cigar doesn't mean you're not helping fund the FDA as well uh, because it is it's about 50 cents for every cigar you buy is going towards, taxation towards government funding. And it's not like they're taking 50 cents from every cigar and handing it directly to the FDA, but it's going to that taxation that's funding the government that they're trying to regulate this industry that really they have no idea how to regulate. So be aware of that, be educated, get yourself on board. Um, Like I said, and this isn't, I mean, sounds like a promotion for half wheel, but you know, I think they're one of the most Mm non-biased and most up to date, um, you know, if not the most non-biased and up to date, Uh, media source for the cigar industry and you really want to be on top of that knowing what's going on in your local community with taxation how do you put a board together to help fight that you as a consumer can impact this industry just need to get more consumers on board Mm -hmm. Uh, Colorado recently was talking about raising taxation um, and I went to I I, I threw the article up on Holy Smokes uh, uh, cigar group on Facebook got thousands of members most of which are in Colorado and I said, hey, guys, be aware, get your votes out, make sure that you're fighting this, find out what you can do in your local market to help, write to your senators, write to, you know, you know, your representative, write to everybody and get this shit off the table before it goes unnoticed and it sneaks through and you're paying more for your cigars. That's where it affects you. So just get involved and you need to stay up to none of those guys even had an idea. I'm like am get on a half wheel. They're telling you your taxes are going to be going up. Time for you to do something.
0: Yep. And those are the things that uh, I don't want to say many, but well, I'll say many and probably most consumers just aren't aware of because they'll go in and and most of them will unknowingly go, oh, well, I used to get this stick for, you know, eight and a half bucks. And now it's nine fifty Right. Okay, the lounge just increased prices because of minimum wage or because of different things, and yeah, things like that happen, of course, but they're gonna look and they're just gonna you know punt it off as oh well, the the my shop just needed to make more money, not knowing that they're just everybody's just losing more money and it's all going to the fight.
1: yeah, I mean, AJ Fernandez is having to raise their pricing on their their on a lot of their cigars. Some of them are going down, the majority of them are going up. The Cameroon's gonna have one of the biggest uh, price increases of all of them because the cost of the materials is getting higher availability of it getting it in blah, blah 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 all those things has increased the price of that tobacco and so that has to be passed on to the consumer i mean we're looking at 50 cents to a dollar per stick on just that one line are you gonna get mad at aj fernandez for that like most consumers will i'm not smoking this anymore because it's not 550 anymore it's now 650 why it doesn't help anybody why is that yeah, and maybe you can't control it. That's fine, but at least you understand why. And you see that this could happen across the board. Mm-hmm. And it will. As different taxation comes in, as shipping costs change, now with COVID because there's less people, blah, blah, blah. The cost of shipping is going up. And all these things, these businesses that are all involved in this all have to still make their money. And when the supply and demand change uh, changes happen... When storms affect things, when a boat goes down for one of the shipping companies, you know, pricing increases. They've got to buy another boat, and that's, you know, a couple million dollars. So pricing increases. Um, The regulations go into 21 and older. That increased the price of cigars for you, the consumer. Why? Because UPS came out and said, hey, we now have to require a 21 or older signature. And because we have to require that, and it takes our driver an extra 2.3 seconds to have them sign this thing that they should have been signing anyways, um, we're going to increase by $7 per package. $7 a package. If there's 100 cigars in there, what is that increase it by, Tim? A lot. Oh, come on. I know you can math, dude. (laughs) But you, you look at that. I mean, dude, that that's an increase that gets passed on to you, the consumer, because who's going to absorb that? The retailer? Yeah. They shouldn't have to. The and manufacturer? Be, they shouldn't there, have
0: to. And there will be people that look at it and go, I don't, I don't want to have to afford that extra 70 cents per cigar. I think it was 70 cents is the answer on that one. Seven. Seven. See, see, that's why I didn't answer. I'm a communications major. I don't care about math. Two plus two equals five. And I just move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, but to the average cigar smoker, a seven cent change isn't going to be a huge deal. Uh, But to a brick and mortar that's got potentially 50 packages a day that are going out because they're doing their sales online or on the phone, you look at the cost to them and pass it on, how many of their consumers and customers are going to go, I just, I, I can't, I love ordering from you, but I've got a brick and mortar that's 10 miles away from me and I can go and get the same quantity and save money because even though gas prices are going up, it doesn't go up as much. So I'm just going to go drive and go to my brick and mortar and things like there are so many domino effects on one little change in the industry that, uh, that people just don't realize and, and they will pass off the buck, you know, and the blame and different things like that of, Oh, well, the manufacturers just, you know, money hungry and they're greedy. or Oh, you know, UPS is just greedy because they need more of this and they need more of that. And yeah, I mean, there is the financial standpoint of not being able to be as efficient as a company and paying for more trucks and paying for more drivers and sure. all those kinds of things. But again, the big picture is, education and getting involved. So we know what needs to take place and how we can help drive forward and, and push our perspective because five years from now, if the topic comes back up and the industry, the consumer base has changed and, and there aren't as many because the whole generation that grew up under the, the vape and the, you know, all the flavored stuff just doesn't care for cigars and, and the number of consumers for cigars goes down by, you know, five percent. Which people go, oh, it's only five percent. What's the big deal on that? Five percent to the industry, five percent of sales across the board to everybody, is millions of dollars a year.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's a lot. And I think the consumer needs to understand that even a seven cent increase on the cigar on a on a retail side, um, yeah, that bumps your cigar anywhere from you know fifteen to twenty cents typically. So um, you know you're gonna see you're gonna see an increase on your end, yeah. You know, of a larger amount. And if you're paying, I don't know, seven dollars and ninety cents for your cigar, and it increases by twenty cents, now it's eight dollars and ten cents. Well, maybe that pushes pushes you over that mental threshold. You go, man, I just can't spend eight dollars on a cigar, even though you're only spending you know whatever ten cents less than. Or five cents less than the eight dollars. I mean, it just makes you feel good because you're under the eight dollars, right? We all know that that's how marketing works. Period. That's why you see things. You know, gas is a dollar ninety nine. It's not two dollars. It's actually dollar ninety nine and nine tenths of a cent. Yeah, um, that puts them that cent below to do the nine tenths. I think it's such a stupid BS game, but it's marketing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why you see that. Oh, there out there, so it bumps you over that little threshold. And I hear a lot of people. Oh, it's ten dollars. Ooh. Mm, I'll take this one. It's $9.75.
0: Yeah, I don't want to buy a box of $20 at $10 a stick because then I'm over the $200 after shipping and everything. Yeah. I, I want to stay sub $200 for a box of cigars. So what else am I going to go find? What am I? What else am I going to go buy?
1: Yeah, so if that's the case, then you know what? You guys got to get out there and you got to fight. You got to be fighting this stuff. Um, I fight. I, I, I called UPS. I fought them. Yeah. I said, you're charging my manufacturer because even to deliver to my home as, as, a, as a rep, They still are requiring the 21 and older signature, which is costing the manufacturer shipping that they're not recovering uh, because I'm not buying the product. So when I get that in and I go, I complained to UPS. I said, not once have I been required to give a signature. Are you this person or are you 21 and older? Sometimes I get asked that Mm -hmm. not yet. Have I been asked to sign anything? So you're charging my manufacturer, to collect a signature that you're not collecting i see a lawsuit coming oh yeah because that's illegal
0: and you ask the ups drivers and and they'll go look you're cutting into how much i can get done in a day i mean ups gives gives bonuses if you will for finishing your route early they give you bonuses for picking up extra packages you know and making an extra stop. they give there's all sorts of things that are built into the efficiencies and rewarding the employee and you you ask a driver hey did you did you get the signature uh well you know what i put it down as a, a verbal authorization well that's not an actual signature it doesn't count and right. you have no way of knowing and verifying, oh, well, that could have been a sixteen year old kid there because dad said, Hey, just tell the UPS guy that I'm in the bathroom and and just leave the box and yeah, dad's home. And, you know, I'll say it, shame on the UPS guy or gal yeah. for for delivering that still because yeah. that's their policy. That's what they have to do. But you ask them, you know, the drivers that are delivering, I guarantee you you're gonna come across many, many drivers that just go, you know what? I don't have time for it. I just check the box or Yep. Whatever it is, and I just move on because I've got a job to do.
1: Yeah, so, anyways, I, I think, uh, you know, it's important. You know, I'd like to close with this because we're, we're kind of getting long on time here, longer than we normally do. And I, I really appreciate all of you guys, uh, participating and being a part of this. Listen to this, hopefully, you got some valuable information here, and more importantly, hopefully, you got some inspiration to get involved in this industry. Uh, if you enjoy cigars, I highly recommend going to CRA. Uh, getting registered, uh, you know, giving a couple bucks to CRA to help keep this industry around. Uh, we're not sponsored by CRA. I just think they're doing a good job, and it's a way for a consumer to get involved. Um, you know, be outspoken in your local market. You know, it starts at the local market. <clears throat> you know, when we're looking at, you know, Los Angeles and you know, places in across the country, they're banning flavored cigars they're getting sued right away. They talked about it here in Arizona. And I was like, you guys are idiots because there's three other States being sued for right now. You guys are stupid for even considering it. Let's see where the lawsuit goes. Because in my opinion, it's unconstitutional and illegal. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a judge, but from what I know of the constitution and the law, this is illegal for them to even try to attempt to pass this. Um, So get involved in your local community, get involved in CRA, you know, help support this community Guys, please, 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 hopefully this is an inspiration for you to be a part of this and to get moving on that. Um, I'd also like to say, guys, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for your time. It's very, very valuable. We appreciate you giving that time to us to listen. Um, this is this is a show that's put on for you, the consumer, for you, the listener. And we really appreciate it. And we appreciate all your support. Uh, please, if you're not doing so, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, at Down to the Nub. Uh, check out our Patreon so it can help help us stay on the air here. Um, if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling a little randy, uh, jump on there and throw a couple bucks our way uh, through the Patreon uh, support system there. We really appreciate it. It helps fund the show and kind of continue to help us grow. And if you have not yet done so, right down below, hit the, the uh, subscribe button on our YouTube at Down to the Nub. Make sure you like this video. Make sure you ring that bell. Because it does something. One of these days I'll figure it out. But make sure you're subscribed to the channel and share this, please, guys, especially this one here. Yes. If you don't share any of our episodes, please share this episode. I highly, highly recommend sharing this episode to anybody you know that enjoys this industry, enjoys the cigars, enjoys the camaraderie and the community of cigars. Share this episode, help people get educated and get inspired to get involved.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what I was gonna say is of all our episodes, I was going to literally say the exact same thing Share this one, help the education of your fellow cigar enthusiast continue to increase. Cause that's what we all need to be doing at this time. Uh, and, uh, you know, just, just thank you for your support. Thank you for following us, for subscribing. I won't copy everything that Brendan said cause he wrapped it up and I didn't have to this time. So well done <laughs> on that one. But, uh, Thank you, everybody, for checking out this episode. Um, Send us a DM if you've got questions. Leave comments down below. What did you think of this? What are your thoughts? What would you like to see? Do you have ideas? All those kinds of things, and we'd love to continue the conversation down in the comments. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Down to the Nub. Make sure you're tuning in on Sundays, live at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern, because we've got really cool guests um, just engaging conversation, and you get to participate in the conversation and the show with us. We are very intentional about that because we want this to be a community of cigar enthusiasts that support each other so that's going to wrap it up thanks for checking out this episode and we'll catch you guys next time bye bye